<laughs> All right, we are here with Bill, and we're talking about getting arrested and going to jail. So, hi, Bill. Hi, Jillian. How's it going? Okay. Good. Nice weather. It's lovely weather. <laughs> yeah, no heat dome. Yes. Um, so, let's. what I would like to do is just go back uh, a few years and tell us what you were doing uh, a few years ago. Oh. When you were still working. Still, I was still yeah. working, yes. I was teaching at UBC mm-hmm. in the French department. And um, my interests there were um, computer applications for translation and literature. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So a professor. Yes. So you have a, you have a PhD. A PhD. Yep. In um, uh, French. In French. Yeah. Okay. With uh, interests in semiotics, actually. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very educated, an educated man. All yeah. right. I, it just took me a long time to learn things, so I right. went through a lot of <laughs> education. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Good. And you're not a, uh, you know, you're not a vulnerable person who was, you know, oh. co-opted into <sighs> some sort of uh, cult. organization. <laughs> cult. cult. Yeah. I have, have never been uh, indoctrinated into a cult. And, uh, <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> and that I know of, I, or I didn't notice, one or the other. Uh, and uh, Save All Growth is definitely not a cult. Right. Um, so let's just go back to before Save All Growth, because you've right. been uh, active um, for a while. Let's talk about your, your first arrests, which was with um, the Trans Mountain Pipeline, right? Right. So um, actually, I could even go back a bit further. I um, got interested in um, fighting for the environment. That's really the wrong term. Environment, we have to get rid of that term. Yeah. It's really fighting for the climate. Yeah, our so, lives. Our lives, <laughs> and now it's fighting for our lives. Right. Um, so it really started in 2014 with mm-hmm. the Burnaby Mountain protest. And right. so I, that was the first time I ceased to be a mind-your-own-business academic Right. And decided that uh, it was time to, um, to try to do something. And right. uh, so I went to that and got involved with um, uh, 350 Vancouver. Right. Um, and most of 350 Vancouver, Climate Convergence, uh, the Sea Wolves, several groups uh, to try to do something about... Uh, uh, to avoid the catastrophe that we're right. headed for. Right, so, and you'd sign petitions, right? Sign petitions, we, you know. Done some marches. Marches, and banner drops. R- wrote to your uh, MLA. MLA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, they ignored uh, you. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we even, um, we did letters, especially to the Minister of Natural Resources and the Environment. And, uh, right. And uh, they normally just pass the letter around to different agencies, and we never got a response. Right, basically. right. Okay, so then that's it. You're going to put your body on the line. S- so then um, I heard about Protect the Planet. Right. And the tree sit, which was at an um, Extinction Rebellion, the, the Pink Boat Extinction Rebellion right. protest. Yeah. So I went there, and there was uh, pistachio and cauliflower mm-hmm. were demonstrating uh, how to climb a tree. Perfect. And, I, and they kind of said, you know, Come and see how it works. <laughs> you know, so right. I, that's what I did. I went and uh, and it seemed like a good plan. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I would uh, follow up on it. And that was the summer of twenty one. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, when I came along, it was hummingbird. They had, uh, I think they called it. Um, uh, what, what was the name of it? Anyway, we used to call it the Hilton. They had a an incredible tree sit that was taken down by Trans Mountain. Right. And they, within a week, they built another one deeper in the forest. Yeah. And I uh, went there to um, 
sit up in the tree. Sit up in the tree because they definitely needed people to um, sub in uh, during the summer. Right, and it was, um, from all the pictures, it's beautiful up there. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the police came. They said, you can't sit in this tree anymore, and we're going to take you to jail. Right. Well, this is a little more complicated because Hummingbird, um, what happened was uh, the uh, TMX started chopping down trees going towards Hummingbird. So um, a group of us, which I'm going to, well, it was more than just us, but the people who got arrested, called the Brunette River Six, we decided that we would try to block the uh, felling of trees that were going towards the main tree sets, which at that time were two of them. One was Blue Jay, another one was Hummingbird. And uh, so one of the mechanisms for doing that, some people were on the ground and sleeping dragons and just sat there in front of the, the machines. And uh, for myself and uh, Nugget, uh, we went up in two separate um, sky pods. These are hammocks right. that were rather high in the tree. I, mm-hmm. I, I can never get the, <laughs> the actual height correct. I don't really know. I think because I think it might have been uh, 40 meters up in one of these. Wow. It was quite wow. high. Yeah. It was quite high. Right. Great. Okay. Um, so we're going to sit forward. You got arrested. You got, uh, you, you went to, um, you got held and then uh, you went to prison for that. Correct? Yes. Yeah. When you go in for sentencing, uh, they take you down to a holding cell and they uh, in, in this case, it was a Supreme Court, so in the bottom of the same Supreme Court, there's a holding cell, and you stay there a few hours, and they take everything, your shoes and belt and things like that, and then um, they truck you off, off in our case of uh, Zane and myself. Yeah, you were they, with Zane. Yeah, where they trucked us And off. they put you in, in leg shackles, right? Leg shackles. Leg shackles walk is, you out for... That's right. For our esteemed professor. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, <laughs> And they put us in what I call it the dog catcher truck because it's all <laughs> divided up into compartments. Right. And then they put you in there and they drive you out. And then uh, you get into the, the prison proper and that means strip search and uh, new clothes. And right. Court. Cavity search. Cavity search. I wonder what people <laughs> smuggle in. I've always <laughs> wondered about that. Like, I yeah. wonder what they find. I'd be tempted to ask them, like, what's the strangest thing you found yeah, exactly. in the cavity? <laughs> they have a kind of x-ray machine. I don't know whether really how it works, you know, whether it is x-rays or whatever, but you go into this machine and you uh, stick your arms out and your legs out and then this large beam goes across you. And right. I don't know exactly what it is, whether it's magnetic, like an airport scanner or what it is, but right. they, they do a very thorough search. <laughs> and you didn't have anything <laughs> and to I hide. And I had nothing, I had nothing to hide. <laughs> Great, so then you get your, you go, go get, get your cell, and you had a, you know how, you had a, you had a nice cellmate, a nice interesting cellmate. Well, um, again, you, when you go in initially because of COVID, and I think it still is COVID, they put you in separate cells. Right. And, um, for at least a day or two, and they do the swab thing, and they right. try to figure out whether you have COVID. And then after a couple of days, then you go to a, um, a, a you're in a single, you're alone in a cell, and then you go to a cell with two people. And right, in right. This and case, you can get I your roommate. Yeah. 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 In this case, I, they were very kind, and I lucked out, and I got Zane. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, couldn't ask for a better cellmate. Exactly. <laughs> we, uh, common interest. <laughs> um, okay, so the daily life of jail, what's it like in there? You, uh... Uh, you know, it's really um, kind of curious because there, is a, there was the problem of the COVID because COVID meant 
that we were several cohort, cohorts in the same block, which meant that they would let each cohort out for a couple of hours. Right. So we stayed a lot in our cells. And, and it wasn't That's interesting even, because yeah. the, the, um, the definition of uh, torture is uh, solitary confinement with two or fewer hours oh. outside per day. So I guess they found the absolute <laughs> minimum amount of time. Maybe. That Maybe that's would it. not constitute torture, but exactly. it's still somewhat. I mean, it, you know, if you have somebody to chat with, and yeah, well, so it was different, and yeah. I don't know if if it includes um, is it torture if you have a television? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, depending know, on the television, depending <laughs> on the television. But I mean, I I have no channel, so I might like. A couple of weeks of cable. I think there were 66 channels. Yeah, I know Earl Peach, when I interviewed him, uh, he said that he watched a, uh, a Ravi Shankar concert that yeah. was on in there, and he's quite a musician, and he said he was just, like, it was the most beautiful thing. He was transported out of the cell. That's what he remembers about jail, yeah. is, uh, is having a Ravi Shankar. Yeah. Um, the food, was the food okay? For me, it was okay. I made the mistake of not... They asked, do you have any uh, uh, food requirements or something like that? And anywhere, I didn't clue in to what they meant is, are you a vegetarian, vegan, et cetera? Yeah. I would have liked to have said vegetarian, and I should have um, followed up on that. But right. I, So I got meat, and I turned into a flexitarian. Uh, yeah, well, I guess <laughs> you, you eat what you get. Yeah, exactly. Um, did, they have, did all the containers get, just, just curious, did, any, did containers, what is it, disposable containers? Or? Oh, it's this horrible styrofoam. Oh, and, and I an thought that was an incredible illegal. amount of styrofoam. Every time, styrofoam, everything. And um, so it just piles up. And so, since you don't get out, you have to take it out yourself. If ever you don't get out, it just piles up in your cell. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> okay, so that, you, how, how many days were you in? I had a sentence of 21 days, and that means 14 days in jail. Right. Because it's one and a half days per day, right? You That's serve right. for every day, you get credit for one and a half. And it's the uh, jail the days. entrance and the exit count as a day, each. Okay, great. Okay. So then you served, yeah, so you served. Um, well, let me see, 14 days total, so you take away two, 12 days. 12 uh, days. 12 nights, I should say. 12 <laughs> nights, 12 <laughs> nights. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, and so you got out of prison, and um, you did not, this was not, you were not deterred in your activism. Yeah. Um, because you have now become active with Save All Growth. Um, tell me a little bit about Save All Growth. Yes, well, um, I see Sable Growth as uh, something that popped up in between Extinction Rebellion and Fairy Creek. Mm -hmm. um, that is, a lot of the tactics resemble uh, Extinction Rebellion and seem almost like an extension of Extin Extinction Rebellion, but the focus is the old growth yeah. forests, which, um, you know, they've done, <laughs> they are very good at, at um, finding out what is the what what do British Columbians care about? Apparently, the government doesn't do that because ninety one percent of the young people, at any yeah. rate, do Under not 40. want any more so called yeah. growth uh, logs. Yeah. So yeah. They, they want it protected by law. They want it protected by law. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, and eighty two percent across um, British Columbia. So uh, this is the target. It's kind of the target for Fairy Creek. That's not chopped down the, the last yeah. vestige of it's old a, growth. It's like a s ridiculously simple demand. 
Yeah. You know, these trees are our future. <laughs> Each tree contains an entire ecosystem, and you know they prevent flooding. They uh, are the best carbon mm-hmm. absorbers, yep. um, carbon eaters that we have. Mm-hmm. You know that the 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 most a man-made machine can take out is something like you know, three hundred cars worth of. <laughs> and these we yeah. have them yes. sitting there, and we're chopping them down and making them into, yeah. in some cases, just wood chips. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, okay, so tell one, us... One other thing yeah. I would add is the biodiversity. Um, yeah. There are, of course, endangered species in the, um, yeah. in the old growth, and, and that we are... That is, we, we think about climate change as a change in temperature, but it's, we also have this problem of uh, loss of biodiversity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, okay, so tell us about your... Uh, you've had two arrests yes. with Save All Growth. Um, tell us about the first one. Right. What did you get um, up to? The, um, I would have to say that um, I can follow along for people dashing in the rush hour traffic on the Trans Canada. <laughs> I could never do it myself. Yeah. I, as a group, I think we can do it, but it's really quite daunting. And in that particular case, we went onto the highway, we blocked the Trans Canada at Willingdon, and um, we had a barrel full of cement, which I attached to with a U-lock on, right. on my ankle. <laughs> and so I stayed a bit longer than the others. Right, right. And then they had to get it off. How, what did you attach to the U-lock? Uh, my ankle. Your ankle, okay. Right. And so the, they come uh, with a saw? How'd they get you out? They, uh, yeah, it was, um, you know, uh, I thought I would be on that lane of the highway for some time, but they kind of picked me up, picked me up and the barrel and moved me over to the side. <laughs> and then they sent for a fire truck, and the fire right. truck came in with, I think, cutters, which of course could do nothing against the U-lock. And so then they ordered another fire truck <laughs> with the Jaws of Life. <laughs> and the Jaws of Life are the most impressive machine I've ever seen. It's they it just cut through that U-lock like it was butter. Oh, but nice. it took hours. Right. But, but I was not blocking the highway during those hours. I was on the side of the road, and then I was fined for littering a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> but then we removed. They removed. We removed it anyway. Did you get your fine back because we took the barrel away? Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what happened to the barrel. I, 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 I asked the, to take it along the, with me. I saw the barrel. It's, oh, you did. It, it is somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, um, no, that's a second barrel. Oh, that's a second barrel. Okay, another barrel. Um, okay, so you attach yourself to a barrel. You're in trouble for that. And then mm-hmm. uh, the next time, which is a pretty intense arrest. Um, yes. That was, uh, I believe I paid you, I, I bailed you out of jail for that yes, one. Yes, <laughs> thank you. You were my guardian angel in that particular case. Because um, at the bail he- hearing, they either on purpose or by accident put me at the very end so that I probably couldn't have gotten bail if you hadn't been there. Yeah, no, that's, this is a stress. Well, we'll talk about the arrest and then I'll mm, talk about, okay. we can talk about the process of what was going on right. in the courtroom because it was pretty... I was pretty disgusted with what was oh, going interesting. on. Interesting. Um, so you uh, again blocked a highway. Yes, that's um, right. Blocked a bridge, and uh, you were with two other people. Yes. And you were in a car. Tell us about what was going yes, on. Yes, we um, uh, we had a, a rather a car that was in pretty bad shape. In mm-hmm. fact, it had uh, scotch tape holding the hood down, <laughs> <laughs> packing tape, I guess. Right. And so it was in pretty bad shape. So four of us got in that. Um, the doors were glued shut, and we um, went down the Trans Canada to the 
um, Ironworkers Memorial Bridge, and the traffic was moving very slowly. Mm -hmm. It was it was a lot of traffic, and so I I don't know. It must have been going at five to ten kilometers an hour. Right. Uh, but we just kind of stopped the car on right before the bridge. Right. The two in the back jumped out with the Save Old Growth uh, banners, mm -hmm. and the two on the inside, myself and Dusty. Um, attempted to attach to the steering wheel. Right. And parked it there. Yeah. We didn't notice any no parking signs, so we thought it would be okay. <laughs> and the police came, and they really, this was Within, a quite a shock, it, right? They, they were ready. Yeah. Uh, they. This was part of the crackdown on the June 13th. They knew this was going to be a kind of an escalation of the um, protest, and mm -hmm. so they were very much uh, there tons of police cars, but in particular the two officers who were at Ironworkers iron came equipped with um, a baton to break windows, yeah. which I had never thought they would do. No, no, it's, a, it's quite, you know, people can see that video on the Save Old Growth yeah, website, right. um, smashing windows, it, you got some in your eye, yeah. uh, and then they just dragged you out of the window, right? right. <laughs> Exactly, you know. extracted me. Yeah. I, um, and you're what, six foot three? Six foot this three, was a heck pretty of close a to 200 pounds. Yeah, so <laughs> they just dragged you right out, yep. bruised yep. you all up, yep. um, dragged Dusty out, who was just the, the loveliest, you yep. know, young school teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really violent. Yeah. It was really violent. Yeah, it was clear that um, they had decided that they would spare nothing, spare no one spare, in, the, uh, yeah. in, in the arrest in the and uh, just uh, extracted us. And uh, it, I, think it, I think it was excessive uh, in the sense that I did ultimately get glass in my eye and yeah. um, I have glasses on. So I, yeah. thought, I thought, well, I, I would goodness. be the, yeah, I, I probably got away with um, less yeah. than I might have had. Um, and I did get a bruised rib and that sort of thing. But um, it just felt like uh, I'd, I hadn't experienced that with the TMX arrest. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't want people to think that, you know, these are things that um, people have chosen to do lightly. This is like we have, what, two years left to radically change how we do, how we live our lives mm -hmm. and, um, you know, how we treat our trees and the fossil fuels that we're burning. Yeah. Otherwise, we're it's irreversible, and we're all gonna, you know, it's yeah. gonna be a vile a societal collapse, yeah. climate collapse, societal collapse, and when that happens, it's you know violence, um, starvation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just gonna be yeah. horrible. I mean, all the things that we kind of appreciate in society uh, and kind of a semi-order, at least, yeah. those will disappear very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and as we saw with the COVID, yeah. people fighting over toilet paper. So people <laughs> fighting over toilet paper. I think people were fighting over hair dye. Like, if you're going to fight over hair dye, you're sure going to fight over the last loaf of bread. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, then you got uh, another ride in the, in the police wagon, and um, the, the Cordova jail. Mm. Um, you were put in the Cordova jail. Uh, one thing that you talked about that I found really, tell me about the meals and how the, what the meals were and how they were delivered. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll add something to that. Yeah. I think all of us, I think they knew who we were in the jail and they decided that um, it, they had been somehow given orders that it would not be comfortable. 
Right. And so they put us in cells, in my case, with no toilet uh, for about six hours. Wow. And, um, and I think for Dusty, you know, for for uh, the newt, the newt, yeah. the newt, uh, there was the toilet was plugged, plugged, Ooh. and I knew that it was on purpose because I looked, could look across the um, the hallway and I could see two empty cells that did have toilets. Right. So I knew that uh, they had a choice and they chose this one. Right. So. We got to hammer this professor. <laughs> Get him. Well, they want to <laughs> discourage us. This yeah. is part of their uh, general deterrence. Right. General deterrence. Yeah. yeah. And so tell us about meal delivery. Right. So the meal delivery was curious as well. First of all, the meals were, uh, you know, lunch, dinner, and breakfast, all the same. It was um, a um, juice box, small juice box, a cliff bar, and then a fruit stick. Oh, a fruit stick, yeah. Right. And Mm, I don't think I'm ever going to have (laughs) any more cliff bars in my life. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So they would, it would be always been a little brown paper bag, and they would they would open the, the uh, cell door and they would drop it the, on the floor and kick it in. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Well, you really ruffled some feathers yeah, by stopping like traffic it. for a half an hour. Yeah, it and sounds it, like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was part of, a, I think it, there was somewhere an order given to um, crack down. To crack down on At this. every level. So yeah. that means yeah. arrest, well, jail, and, and court. Yeah, make make it really unpleasant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was I waited for two days in court there. Um, two you, days. Well, it was you know. You went in one day. Yeah, you were. Well, you I, I went home at night. I didn't wait uh, oh, okay, overnight, sorry. but yeah, okay. um, there you were arrested in the morning. Right. And then there was all that day, and you were, and this is happening with all of the climate protesters yeah. now, is their cases are coming up very last. Yes. In the day. So you ended up being in there for 36 hours and you finally got in front of a judge like, mm-hmm. you know, something like 345 and it, it's supposed to close at four o'clock. That's right. Um, and our, our, our friend, the Crown Prosecutor, Alan Lino, mm-hmm. um, has decided that, uh, you know, that the penalties have to escalate Um in order to deter you and other protesters from mm. from protesting yes. um, their own extinction, and so uh, she was requesting that n- uh. that you all three of you go you uh, so university professor a high school teacher and a um, a, a trained um, environmental biologist mm-hmm. uh, that you go to jail on remand until your trial, um, and then so she mm. presented that to the judge that you're dangerous. Um, and what did the judge say? Um, the judge did point out that since I had breached conditions on my first arrest, mm-hmm. which were not to block a highway, mm-hmm. that it was, I was in a reverse onus situation where I had to convince the judge that I would not reoffend. Um, my only argument was that um, that was enough. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> my and wife that, will be really angry exactly. at me if I keep doing this. <laughs> but basically, the um, uh, duty counsel was able to present my case, and the judge felt that uh, a night in jail and uh, three meals of Cliff Bars was perhaps sufficient, sufficient deterrence. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, and uh, and it was. Yeah. I 
I have not reoffended, and I really don't plan to um, anytime soon. Um, I would take a lot to convince me to go back on the road, um, but I will continue to fight in every whatever yeah. way I can, as you say, to avoid extinction. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> like you know, it was only a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. Even it seems like a long time ago, but yeah. it was only it was a it was a short while ago. So it's obviously going to take a while to settle. Um, but yeah, we're we're looking at something. You know, not even having the cliff bars. <laughs> exactly. I'll be Down happy to line. have a cliff bar. At yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sure wish I had those jail cliff bars kicked exactly. at me. Um, yeah. And so, you know, uh, well, I'm looking at what's going on in the UK and um, uh, the law there has changed. And so uh, protesters in the UK are getting heavy sentences yes. and heavy fines yeah. and it is not it's not deterring them right um it's there's you know it's growing throughout the world these mm. protests are growing and uh you know it's un, it's unfortunate that we have to do these things yes you know it's unfortunate that our our most learned yeah. <laughs> in society yes. are having to go to jail it's not like we enjoy taking up the police's time exactly <laughs> you know this is uh, uh tim takaro got out of jail yes. um just yesterday yeah. He's a university professor. Yeah, and an a expert in um, the health effects of climate change. Exactly. Yeah. And, and of course, spent and had a, a sentence of 30 days yeah. in jail in the North Fraser pretrial, and I think he was transferred to another. And, you know, he, he's looking at the facts. Yeah. And when you look at the facts, then you, you have to do something. You have to do something. Yeah. Um, he is such a, a, a wonderful and brave yeah. Man, he looked very happy to get out of jail. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've said this, I think, a few times before that I remember, you know, being young and reading these, like, dystopian novels where scientists and... Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, scientists and teachers and professors are going yeah. to jail and thinking, oh, what a horrible place that would be. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, now... It's just, it's commonplace. That's it's right. happening around the world. Exactly. Um, like, when did we get to a point where we stopped listening to the, the, mm. the people who had enough education to, you know, and it's, you know, it's not like it's debatable in the scientific community. That's it's right. like, there's a couple of scientists who are obviously bought off by yeah. the corporations, but over 99% of scientists are saying this is a, yeah. <laughs> this is a serious problem that mm. we have. We're, we are faced with a kind of psychological uh, block, mm -hmm. which is that the climate is such a, a very, it's enormous thing. It's not yeah. something that's small that we, uh, that we, have, uh, we have the ability to deal with in a direct way. I, I always think about the fact that um, if you ask someone how fast is the earth moving through space, I don't think anybody has the slightest idea. No. You have to study it. Yeah. And then when you find out, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. And it's sort of the same thing, you know, I don't, it probably the, by the 19th century, we barely understood that the earth was round. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, you know, if you ask the average person, is the earth round, they probably would have said, I don't know. Right. You know, like, so there, there are some things that we just don't have the, as, as a public. As yeah. A, well, our indigenous public. peoples have, have known yeah. <laughs> a lot of, you know, a lot more than we have. Yeah. And, you know, we not that facts weren't out there, but it's yeah. hard to get the whole public on board to understand yeah. what you know sixty percent of the Arctic going in forty years means. 
there's a lot of methane which yeah. will be released. Mm -hmm. There's enormous amount of methane that's frozen underneath the Arctic yeah. or on near the shore. So that's one and of those tipping points. And the minute that thaws, it will come bubbling up. Yeah. And I methane know. is very, is an extreme green, greenhouse gas. Yeah. I know. I look around. I was talking to Badger about we were hanging out, and um, I was looking around, just like, just watching people go about their lives and thinking, yeah. like, don't they, they must know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody must know. Like, how could people just be, like, getting their groceries and yeah. taking their kids to the park and... Yeah sun tanning, you know, like it's, 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 it's mind boggling. Um, okay. Well, anything else? What uh, future plans? You'll well, future plans right now, of course, will be court. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> like, sit, yeah. You're on your third court date. Yeah. yeah. This will be my, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'll be going to my third. I went to two first court dates and now I'll be going to my third, uh, my second court date, which is actually the third. So I'm spending a lot of time going back and forth to, um, uh, Cordova and Maine. Yeah. And uh, and now I'm, you know, kind of, my eyes are much more open to the way the criminal justice, because works, and the the, the TMX was a civil, uh, it's a, it's a um, breach of an injunction, which is actually not a, even though it's called criminal contempt of court, it's not actually a criminal charge. Right. And it's, the court is not the criminal court, it's the uh, Supreme Court. So right. uh, what I saw Presided there... Presided over by Judge Shelley Fitzpatrick, who just, right. like, is known as a hammer. She yeah. likes to really <laughs> give... She likes, she loves sending people to jail. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, this is... She's <laughs> taking that as being her main job, so right. that's fine. But the criminal court, seeing what, um, well, what the jail is like down there and what the... Um, uh, you know what the cases are coming up for, and and kind of comparing protest mm -hmm. to these, you know, machete attacks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of eye opening. Yeah. Well, I've looked at the at the list of offenses that people are. You know, I've spent a lot of time watching people come through court, and um, most. You know, if we this is my opinion, but if we uh, gave out uh, safe supply, um, yeah. mm -hmm. we'd get rid of a whole, like a third yeah. of the cases. That's right. Um, if we made sure people had proper housing, we'd get yes. another bunch of uh, cases out of the way. Um, and, you know, if people had access to mental health services, we'd get rid of a whole yeah. bunch of other cases and we'd really have like very little in the courts and think about all of those resources we could put, yes. um, if, you know, into saving mm -hmm. ourselves from extinction. It's really, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. We need to, that's the problem. It is a system change and it's yeah. very hard to make system changes. Uh, that was my, my feeling when I was at North Fraser pre-trial is about at least a third were drug-related charges Yeah, the people there. Yeah. And really, they, uh, what I heard them on the phone, they were saying, we want rehabilitation. You know, they, yeah. were, they were asking to go into the rehab centers yeah. and so on. Yeah. So it really is if we could make those system chains quick enough. Because as yeah. you say, we have like two years. I know. We have two years. We've we got to <laughs> deal with this one. We've got to deal with climate. Yeah. And then we can come back and figure out how yeah. we're going to... Uh, fix the justice system. And I think it's really interesting that they really want to see, they really seem to want to put a lot of um, knowledgeable, educated people into prison so that they can see <laughs> what 
what's going on. It's like, this is what's going on in the prisons. Like, mm -hmm. what? That is, I think, a, a fundamental flaw in our society is this disconnect. That is, people can isolate themselves from what's going on elsewhere in the city. Yeah. So if there were, let's say, a bus service, a free bus service from the downtown east side to the Carisdale, yeah. people would <laughs> immediately give money <laughs> to help the downtown east side. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, this is our problem: is we we end up building these walls. Yeah, so these it's communities. It's not necessarily a bad experience. Yeah, no, I think it's great, and mm -hmm. um, you know, thank you for your service. Well, certainly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll talk again at some point. Yes, I hope so. Thank you so much for doing that. I love your I love your program. Oh, thank you. Well, we've we've, we've loved having you. All right, <laughs> thank you. thanks a lot, Bill. Okay, okay Take care. bye. bye now. You never know that you're living in a police state till it's too late.